Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. And if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing, obey. Amen. Ronnie, that's what she called him, Ronnie and Nancy Reagan were both actors, and they met through their work in the movies. I don't know if it was exactly love at first sight, Nancy once told Time Magazine, but it was pretty close. The two were married in March of 1952 in a secret ceremony at the Little Brown Church near Los Angeles. Nancy was known for having a trademark gaze, an adoration that came over her when he spoke, seeming to hang on, on his every word. And he was known for his love letters. On his 31st anniversary, he wrote to her, I more than love you. I'm not whole without you. You are life itself to me, and when you are gone, I'm waiting for you to return so that I can start living again. He was the leader of the free world, and she was a first lady in the spotlight. But with one another, they were simply Ronnie and Nancy. Love stole them away from everything else going on in their lives. Love stole them away. That is what love does. It steals us away. When we're worried about the future, the love of a friend can steal us away into a reminder of why we should be hopeful. When we mourn a loss, the love of our family can steal us away into an unexpected laughing fit. When we feel forgotten, the love of a stranger, even a stranger, can steal us away in into the assurance that we mean more than we thought that we did. And all of this is why when we turn our attention to the thief on the cross today, we don't turn our attention, we're not talking about the thief that mocks Jesus. One thief mocks Jesus. It is unclear exactly what he has done to find himself up on the cross next to Jesus, We've always known him as a thief, but some think he was actually a revolutionary, that he was actually crucified for the same reason that Jesus was, acts of sedition against the Roman Empire. What we know for sure is that he spends his last moments joining himself to those that crucified Jesus and that were crucifying him. 
Instead of spending his last moments joining himself to the one crucified alongside him. As the crowd laughs at Jesus, this thief heaps on insults of his own. We are all time limited. We are learning that now, perhaps more than ever. As such, we are learning a lot about ourselves and what we really, really believe. In this thief, we find anger and resentment and scapegoating and hurtfulness. We find the kind of things that we hope won't be true of us when our time comes. And so this morning, this is not our thief. On the other side of Jesus hangs another thief. Most likely, this thief is there for the same crime as the first. Like the other thief, this thief was probably running with the type of crowd that wanted to stir up the people to revolt against the abuse of Rome. Unlike the first thief, though, as they hang together before the masses, he does not join in the derision of the innocent man. In fact, he scolds the first thief for his lack of character, and then he turns himself over to Jesus. With some of his last words, the penitent thief prays, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And for that, you might think, he is our thief. The thief on the cross that deserves our attention. And maybe he should be. But what happens next changes the story and it changes the world. Because this thief, given no story, given no name, given no second shot at life, is given an eternal promise by Christ himself who says, truly today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus promises to do what love so often does. He promises to steal him away. Which means, of course, that the penitent thief is no more our thief than the mocking one was. Our thief was born in a manger. Our thief was swaddled by Mary and held by Joseph. Our thief made disciples and called out demons. Our thief challenged those in power and stood tall for those that could not stand tall. Our thief rides in on a donkey to the waving of palms and the cheers of the masses. Our thief was put on trial before Pilate. Our thief was denied three times by Peter. Our thief did nothing wrong, and yet here he is, hanging between two very different kinds of thieves. 
And because he does, he steals us away. Jesus is the thief on the cross, the robber of our shortcomings, of our brokenness, of the things that keep us from true life. Jesus is the thief on the cross who steals the thief out of the clutches of despair and into the promise of paradise, a paradise that he does not deserve. This is what love does. It steals us away. There are a great many things that we need from our thief. We wish for him to steal us away from heartache and from mourning, from anxiety and from prejudice. But greater than all these things, we need Jesus to do what he did for the penitent thief. To steal us away from death. It is death that has the power to consume us. Not just on the day we die, but on so many days of our lives. There's a wonderful illustration by Charles Schultz of Charlie Brown sitting on the end of a dock with Snoopy. We are all going to die one day, says Charlie Brown. But every other day, Snoopy says, we are not. Truth be told, we are often more Charlie Brown than we are Snoopy. The specter of death looms. And so it was for all three thieves on the cross, they died. And so it is not fair to say that there will never be pain in this life. But knowing the words of Jesus to the thief, we can say that if you are in pain, you know that there is more story to be told, that the thief is still coming to steal you away. In 1994, when President Reagan revealed in a letter to the American people that he was afflicted with Alzheimer's. He lamented, I only wish that there was some way that I could spare Nancy from this painful experience. And we looked on as she endured the pain of losing Ronnie. I remember when he died in the funeral. You might remember it too. There were these iconic images of Nancy alongside his coffin. The flag is draped over it. And she is elegant in this black dress. And she puts her hand on the flag. And we can't even imagine what's going on in her mind. And then she kisses it. And then she sets her head on it. One day in the 1950s, love had stolen her away. But now that same Jesus that had stolen the thief into paradise 
had stolen her Ronnie there too. But the promise to that thief carries all the way through to us that someday, somehow, our thief will steal every one of us right into the arms of God, right next to the ones we remember. Until then, may you find the thief on the cross looting your temper for a nugget of kindness. May you find the thief on the cross plundering your shortcomings for signs of inspiration. May you find the thief on the cross at work robbing you right now, robbing you from all the things you never wanted to be, robbing you from all the habits you never wanted to take on, robbing you from all the anxiety that has always kept you from true faithfulness, not sometime later, but right now, because that is what love does, didn't you know? On our last day, but not just on our last day, on every day, love steals us away. Amen.